Morning, Matt. Tom Paragoodoff, President, CEO of Apollo Silver. We've got the Calico Silver Project down in San Bernardino County, California. Uh, earlier in the year, we announced a uh, maiden resource of 166 million ounces of, of silver in that uh, resource. And since then, we've been uh, getting on with it. You have indeed. Okay, so because we've even got some assay results, uh, which is a which is a blessed relief um, in the, these times. I'm um, so you, okay. Well, talk us through the press release, and I'm, I'm kind sure. of keen as to what it actually means next. Absolutely. Well, look at one, and I just sort of jumped to you know again some of the headlines again, the number of holes. All the holes intersected uh, silver mineralization above our cutoff grade. Uh, you can see some of the intercepts in there. I mean, I, I, I'm, I think people might be getting, they're starting to expect these numbers, but you know, 137 grams over 77 meters, you know, we've got 107 grams uh, over uh, 73 meters and all of these are shallow high value silver ounces, okay? The key thing that we have learned in the, now this is our second release of assay results. So total of 21 holes out. What this first phase of drilling has really done for us is a few things. First, it has can absolutely validated our 166 million ounces of, of silver maiden resource estimate. Where the, the, the results correlate extremely well with the block model. And this gives me a tremendous amount of confidence that those inferred ounces are going to be converting into a higher resource category measured or indicated. And it's on the back of that that you start doing your engineering and permitting uh, work. Okay, the, the, but that kind of uh, is interesting to me, you know, compared to, yeah, I interview a lot of companies every week, okay? I hear lots of different stories, lots of different versions of what's going on. And it's kind of clear to me in this environment, the companies with money have got options. Um, then it comes down to the question, what do you do with that money? Do you hunker down? Do sure. you, you string it out? Um, you're getting on with drilling. Correct. And we will continue to get on with drilling. We're in a hiatus right now, driven by uh, health and safety issues. It's hot down there. I mean, it's, you know, 43, 44 Ooh. plus. Um, so we shut down for six weeks uh, to give the drillers a break. And it's also giving us time to incorporate all the learnings we've had from this first 5,000 meters. And as you point out, Matt, you know, if you've got a treasury, if you've got a simple smart work program, you got to get on with it. And, but, but spend that treasury wisely. And so what we're doing is by we're going to be incorporating the learnings. We, we know a lot more about the geology, a lot more about the controls on mineralization. And we're now able to take that forward. So we had planned another 5,000 meters of drilling to commence around September, mid-September. We're going to be cutting that back because we can, not because we have to, but because we now know enough that we don't do, need to do some of those holes that we had planned. And that, to me, is just smart capital allocation. Okay, but talk to me about the, okay, you're, you're learning stuff. You're telling me you're learning stuff and you're getting on with stuff. You know, you're not cash constrained in that sense. But to yeah. what to what end? At what pace? What, what do I... What do I now know that you're going to be able to do when we sort of come out of this kind of dip that we're in? Look, at when we come out of this, we're going to have an advanced resource, okay? So we will have uh, much more silver in that measured and indicated, which is really going to start to allow people to put a real value on us, okay? Our ounces right now have been in inferred and their people are still, well, there's inferred resources and there's inferred resources. A lot of that risk is going to be removed and it's going to then allow us to get on with our engineering studies. So coming out of this cycle, you're going to, we're going to be very, very well placed, I think, to really make a step change in our, uh, our valuation. On top of the drilling, Matt, the other risk that all projects have got is around metallurgy. 
then that program is well on track. I've been saying since day one, we'd have results out uh, late quarter three, early quarter four, and we'll, we'll meet that time frame. So, you know, as we advance through these this, this period in the market of uncertainty, the market may be uncertain, but we're getting a lot more certain about uh, about the Calico project and the value that is down there. Right. Okay. It's kind of matching what you um, thought in terms of the block model. Okay. So, so that's good. Um, have you have you changed your, uh, stra- your strategy or your plan as a result of these the the data that you're finding matching what you thought it would? Does that encourage you to do, go faster? What it does is it, it, it as I said. It's encouraged us to relook at that ten thousand overall ten thousand program and optimize it, which gives us other capital to do with other things. Has it changed our strategy around what we want to do? Absolutely not. No, we want to carry on. We want to press on. I think um, our shareholders expect it. I I don't have shareholders that um, expect us to uh, take our foot off the pedal, uh, and just because the markets have gotten a little jittery. I know, but you've got. You, I know, look, you've got, you, we, we've talked in the past about you know Jupiter um, coming on board and they're now eleven percent plus type shareholder. You know the institutional side of things. They're fine. They plan for the long term. Their expectations aren't you know for you know shitting to the moon or anything. But you still have a kind of retail component here who you know are nervous about the marketplace. It's risk off, right? It's cash in hand. Um, yeah. You know, and quite a quite a few people less disposable income. You know, less discretionary spend. You know, so that's going to change the way that junior mining gets funded the way that liquidity works are you, are you cognizant of that going on in the background yeah look at of course we have to you know we, we've got a spectrum of shareholders and i think about 23 percent give or take of our registry is is the is is retail shareholders uh and you know there's no doubt that um uh the the uncertainty in the market i think impacts them perhaps a little bit more strongly they they are they're not quite as comfortable with that ambiguity but I, I, you know, what I say to people is, you supported us uh, a year ago, and all we have done since then is remove risk from this project. Okay, the markets haven't responded how we at all hoped that they would, but they will at when when we come out of this sort of cycle. So you know, now is a great time to position yourself. Uh, in in Apollo and other stories that are out there like us. Um, we're on sale right now. Um, we've done nothing but increase project value, yet uh, the share market's not reflecting that, but it will. Okay, well, let's, let's talk about um, where, the, where the risk is, perceived risk is, because there's a kind of, there's perception versus reality. It, it, yeah. I think is, is, is true always, yeah. right? And it's whether or not there's some opportunities there. So risk, perceived risk is obviously the markets are nervous about what's going on in the economy. There's sure. also what's going on with precious metals. It doesn't seem to be behaving normally compared to, you know, historical uh, behavior. And, and, and then you've, you've kind of got the, the, the jurisdictional risk too there. So you've, you've kind of got a treble whammy, haven't you? Um, yeah, look at, um, I can't control the market risk. Okay. The market's going to do what they can. It's going to do. I can do what I can to manage the project risk and de-risk that project. And that's exactly what we're doing, uh, with the free cash flow or the treasury that we've got. And of course, then there is this perception versus reality. And for me, that's, I think where the real opportunity lies. Um, you know, people look at California and they say, Resource development can't be done in California. And to those people, I say it's a little bit more granular than that. 
And you've got to look at California on a county by county basis. And I can tell you, San Bernardino, all I, I, all I encourage all the investors to go have a look at their planning commission website, front and center. We support responsible resource development in our county. They know the impact that it makes on the sustainable growth of their county. Okay. They supply all of the aggregate and, and, and almost all of the limestone for the construction industry in Southern California, which everybody knows the magnitude of that. Okay. So, you know, I would encourage investors that believe in that premise around reality, perception, there's opportunity in there. Do your own research. Don't listen to me. Okay. Do your own research. Talk to me about the taxonomy. Because we've we've seen some commodities successfully sort of segue into being reclassified, right? And I think silver has, in the background, sort of muttered quietly about uh, application in solar panels and so forth. But there's a kind of there's a look without wanting to you know be accused of green greenwashing conversations, let let alone allow companies to green greenwash their responses. It's you know, do you think silver companies have done a good job of trying to say look insert themselves into this this new kind of um ev thematic uh and and, and elsewhere energy thematic green energy thematic no i don't to be perfectly frank with you i don't believe that as a whole the industry has done a good job at promoting ourselves and our role in as you say the ev thematic um, the, 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 the greening of the, of our, of our energy. And, you know, I can point to, for example, the, uh, the, the, uh, the white paper put out by the, uh, the U S, uh, administration. Silver is not seen as a critical element. Okay. A critical mineral. All right. Uh, I think that's a mistake. Um, I think that, I think that, you know, as people start to understand the, the importance of silver in this brave new world as we move forward, I think that the industry needs to make sure we're promoting ourselves properly. And that I think that the regulators, the, the, the strategy makers, policy makers uh, need to take a step back and just really understand how important silver is going to be, is already, and is going to continue to be. Okay. It, it, I, I think that's been a really interesting conversation, but, you know, one that I've been expecting to come down the line. Um, it hasn't really sort of got a kind of consolidated narrative going on between all the, the, the silver developers or, or producers yet. Um, well, look, um, and, and just and can, can, we, can we talk about one aspect there, which is obviously, you know, silver price. Okay. Again, yeah. if I'm an investor, I look to that and go, crikey, I, I literally don't know how to interpret what's been going on with the price of silver. Sure. Look at, um, you know, if we t take a step back, uh, you know, some it's between kind of 2015, uh, say up to 2019, 2020, silver kind of traded in that band between 15 to $20 an ounce. And it was pretty consistent through that, that period. COVID hits, there's an uplift of all commodities, okay? And silver was no different. Um, and for a period of a couple of years, silver traded, you know, between a range kind of 25 uh, somewhere between 2025, they did, definitely did a leg up. Obviously, with the uh, with the, the 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 macroeconomic climate that we find ourselves in, everything um, you know, investors are afraid of. Uh, well, we know inflation is here now. Everybody's worried about recession, and so all commodities have have had really come down. And silver is is absolutely no different. 
What you generally find with silver is we fall faster and harder than gold. However, the flip side is also true that uh, when the cycle does turn, uh, I think we generally respond more sharply. And from a percentage uh, basis, uh, we, we do tend to, to respond more strongly. And I think with this narrative around EV, I think in this case, when we do come out of this, it's, that's only going to add further impetus uh, to the recovery of, of uh, silver and strong silver stories and investors that are in those strong silver stories like Apollo are really going to benefit from that. And, and do you think silver typically reacts the same way in terms of that response uh, in the market? Because I mean, against me, I, I, I would describe it historically as being um, slightly erratic. When it moves, it really moves. Um, yeah. It's troublous. Yeah. You've got to work out which way. Or do you think now that because of this kind of, well, they may have done a good job at this kind of um, inserting itself into the EV thematic, do you think there's going to be a more um, muted response to, to the way that silver recovers? Uh, I think it might smooth some of that volatility yeah. that you speak to. Okay? There'll be that base load of demand. So it won't be seen purely as a precious metal. And again, I, I, I don't think we've done our, our uh, as a group, I don't think that we've really done a good job at promoting that aspect uh, of silver. But I, you know, I think uh, um, we will. Uh, I think we're starting to, and I think that'll provide that'll, that'll smooth out some of that that volatility. Yeah, it'd be nice to see a slightly more mature response to inserting yourself into that ecosystem for sure. Um, well, look, I just want to catch up on the on the news around the drilling. It sounds like um, all yeah. going according to plan so far. Uh, question of you know what what happens next? Answer today. So uh, appreciate your time today, uh, Tom. Speak soon. Yeah. Thanks, Matt. Bye bye.